Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum LA Clippers It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome Clippers community This is the LA Clips Forum I am your host Brian Andrew I am here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval What's up guys? How you doing? How was your show last night? Oh it was pretty sick man Um it was a, it was a, it was pretty interesting. I everyone had to wear a mask, right? So everyone is wearing masks. Majority of the people there are wearing masks, but uh, no one's uh, falling to six feet distance <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm vaccinated, so I'm good. Uh, but it, it was a cool show. It was who cool did you, show. who did you go see again? I I went to go to a concert involving involving <laughs> uh joyce manor uh turnover and tiger's jaw um pretty emo indie bands <laughs> so i basically went over there with eyeliner <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty fun well this well this is an indie emo podcast uh, <laughs> uh, uh we thought we were gonna not have anything to say this week uh last week when i got off the podcast with Jesse, i'm like hey next week we, we had the summer league and then i don't know what we're gonna do after that <laughs> and this week the clippers said hold my overpriced staple center beer because we got a lot of news for you uh we will be going into the trade uh the herd around the world that has the clipper nation divided we will be going over roster construction and what the deal means and what does it mean for our rookies. And we will be going over if the NBA is biased when scheduling the Clippers. And can we move into our arena sooner? Uh, before we get into the show, though, <clears throat> we want to make a special shout out to one of our Twitter followers, Trent Maddox. Um, he's been basically our day one at this point. And he's been extremely helpful in, in terms of our podcast. He's been promoting it. He's been checking on Jesse ever since he had to disconnect his <laughs> smoke detector. You know, because I could have been in the middle of this podcast. Jesse could have just been engulfed by flames. And I would have been, so what are your thoughts on Eric Plato? Come on, Jesse. <laughs> As I'm on fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad I have Trent. He's a, uh, I like the feedback. I like the promotion. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. I hope I hope he uh, hope he stays with us. <laughs> right? <laughs> we just say something that pisses him off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on to our first topic, Jesse. All right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go into it. So we recently had a crazy trade, a crazy trade where we uh, traded uh, Pat Bev, uh, Pat Bev, Rajon Rondo, and uh Arturo am I pronouncing that correctly I think it's Arturo Arturo uh for Eric Bledsoe um Brian when you heard that I think we were like playing video games <laughs> mm. this and also just, draw this also came out like two hours after we finished last week's podcast so yeah we're we're a little late to the game but so what fine. are your thoughts on it It's a really it's a really good trade. And I know uh overall I think it helps the team. We had to get rid of roster spots. Beverly had an expendable contract, in my opinion. 
um it just worked out uh i'm a glass half full person uh we got rid of rondo in the in it you know i think that's more important than anything uh to be to be honest it, and it cleared some space in terms of our guards and stuff like that i think i liked it what do you think uh so you know logically it made sense um uh, we needed to free up some roster spaces for the uh you know for the incoming rookies um and obviously we had our uh cap space issue so we we're we were pretty tight, so we had to make a move. It just it sucked that we lost Pat Bev in the process of it. Um, although we get we got rid of Rajon Rondo, which is the best positive you can ever think of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we lost our tour, which I kind of feel bad for the guy, but he he was not going to make this team. So yeah, we cleared our I, roster spot without having to cut the guy. You know. Yeah, uh, maybe good luck. Good luck to him. I ho- hopefully, uh, something happens. Something good happens for him in uh, Minneapolis, but uh, no, not Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> Memphis. Memphis. I have too, too many M's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> too many M's. That's the biggest issue this week. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Eric Bledsoe is going to be a great addition. Uh, like he can, he can. Uh, he's a playmaker. He can uh, make his own. He can get his own shots. So. I'm looking forward to it, and especially it's going to help with the load uh, with Kawhi being out. So I'm, right. I'm looking forward to it. So I say we get started on Pat Bev, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, plain and simple. I think the amount of disrespect this guy's getting is, um, it's just, it's just. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it's borderline, you know, racist on some of these, on some of these uh, jokester or memes they're making, and I'm gonna call it out as it, what it is. It's, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, it, I think it, it is racist, and everyone else who's reposting it or posting it could eat shit. Yeah, I definitely uh, comparing them to the weasel from Suicide Squad and um, all those crackhead stuff. That that's just total. That's just racism. Uh, point blank and it's bullshit and everyone could eat shit and yeah and and people act like this guy is a is a scrub like dude people forget what a menace he was in the playoffs on Devin Booker mm-hmm. on Mitchell it's just like yeah he's not going to drop 20 points but man does he lock you up in defense like does he irritate you does he get under your skin it's like anyone would want to have him on their team if they can look past or whatever their biases they have he is a championship worthy point guard well, lebron's already opinion. trying to court him apparently i don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know lebron can, lebron can go uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> he could go make a movie that gets 26 percent on ron tomatoes <laughs> All right. Um, you can go recruit Bugs Bunny if anything. <laughs> he he basically did. All right. So yeah. Yes. Uh, I, uh before I get into my takes on Pat Beverly, um uh, I'm just going to um I want to say Joseph Rye Ward from the Clips That Podcast wrote and said a very beautiful tribute to him. I'm sure the Clippers are gonna have a wonderful tribute for him when he comes back. Oh, uh before I get into what I'm going to say, I just want to say, like, I love Pat Bev. He was the heart and soul of this team. 
uh and and i'm gonna also make the take that like um if if he ever becomes available again i want the clippers to find a way to fit him on the roster oh definitely i want him to retire as a clipper he's earned that i really do think he loved this franchise i don't know what the ins and outs of like maybe re like you know because he was on an expiring contract he was the best piece we can move in my opinion you know because mm-hmm. he's in my opinion he's talented and he brings something to the game but at the mm-hmm. same time he was on a, an expiring contract so like in a way it's an expendable contract you know and my hot take though <clears throat> and i think i'm gonna get, i might get some slack for this is i you know to kind of quote bojack what? horseman uh <laughs> <laughs> when you look at someone through rose-colored glasses all the red flags just look like flags and <laughs> uh, he was constantly hurt yeah he was never available um and when he was it was very special what he was able to do the last playoffs in my opinion i thought might have saved him a roster spot but if you're going from missing so many games last season and not just last season but the year before like keep in mind when we were in the bubble reggie jackson wasn't reggie jackson our best point guard was supposed to be pat beverly Mm -hmm. and he just he had the calf injury and was not available yeah um I hate to see him go because I do think he's like, you know, a cult, a very important cultural piece for the Clippers. But in terms of basketball, at, he wasn't a playmaker necessarily either. In my opinion, he mm-hmm. wasn't even really like a point guard, point guard. In my opinion, he was more of a platoon player. Like you yeah. put him in certain defensive matchups and he hits a corner three every once in a while. And sometimes he'll cross up Chris Paul and make a basket. Uh, can, can yeah. I interject real quick? Yeah, go for it. Uh, in our new stadium, I vote that we should have a Pat Bev statue of him pushing Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, you know how some arenas, they have like the wallpaper of different Clipper moments. I want that in there. <laughs> like, it's kind of you're like, you'll have to find it, but it's it's there. It's like he's, he's pushing because I don't know how many statues we could have at the arena. So, but I think you know you could have like a historical wallpaper when you're walking on different floors of the arena. And yeah, I want, ha- I want I want the push in there. The I, push is important. It has to be a statue. I want to walk into the stadium and just see a bronze statue of him pushing Chris Paul to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, what what moment is that? Well, that's when we uh, lost by twenty something points to the Suns in Game Six, but it was very important to us. I'm like, I have the like, gray hairs. I'm like walking my grandchild. There's a tear coming out of my eye. Like, <laughs> so you just, I, you just won't understand but uh, I, love, I love pat bev uh, but he he and i'm not and I, in my opinion eric bledsoe is just a, it's more of a lateral move mm-hmm. um like because you know he's an all defensive player himself in the past but in terms of pat beverly it was just like he just was never available and uh, it was getting to the point where like his best skill set was the fact that we can match him up defensively with some players. And you know what? He's getting a little older too. By the time Kawhi might come back, he's going to be what flirting with 34 years old. Um, yeah. And if he were to lose a step, then that's pretty big deal. You know, we kept him around just for him to lose a step. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't lose a step, I'm rooting for him in Minnesota. I'm Definitely. hoping, I'm hoping that once that 
scenarios. Apparently, he grew up loving Kevin Garnett, so he now gets to play for him. And when he, if he ever becomes available again and we have the cap room to make it happen, I would love for him to be part of this team. And I still want him to be part of this team. I'm sad that he had to be part of this deal, but in terms of what the deal itself, it, it made too much sense for them to pa- uh, pass it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of sucks that Rondo is probably the reason, though, why we had to lose Lou Will and Pat Beverly, if I'm being honest about it. Because mm-hmm. we traded him for Blue Will, and then we basically they get rid of Rondo. We had to package him with Pat Beverly. So I fucking hate Rondo. No, just... <laughs> yeah, I, bl- like... I, bl- I blame Rondo for everything. <laughs> he asked for the trade. <laughs> um, but so, how do you see the integration of Eric Bledsoe into the into the roster? Do you think he gets a starting position, or do you think no, he, has he, to he, work should, for he should be on the bench? He should be on the so. bench, but I've seen Tyloo make decisions that I haven't been 100% comfortable with. But I'm like, well, you've won a championship before, so I'll take a back seat <laughs> here. When he throws Rondo in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Dude, because, like, you know me. Like, if uh, so, me and you have a totally different, uh, <clears throat> I think, emotional uh, attachment to the clip. Like, it's still there, but like, the way we show our emotions is a little different. Like, because you'll constantly hit me up and say, like, this guy's fucking trash. We need to take him out of the game. And I'll be like, well, we'll see. You know, I have faith in, <laughs> I think, every everybody and what their role is whereas but when it came to rondo rondo was just straight up like no i just i have not seen a positive fucking thing in months can we can we move on from this i get that we treated lou will probably the culture of our team for for this (laughs) and it's just him uh fucking dribbling for 23 seconds of a shot clock and then passing it to fucking zoo for a 15 footer i don't need that shit you know, and I was getting extremely frustrated. And I was like, at least he would have bring something defensively, but he didn't. So now we got rid of two pieces just to have one piece, which I think is what we really needed. Uh, and I I think Eric Bledsoe is going to really be good for the second unit. Veteran defensive presence to mm-hmm. kind of anchor the second unit. <laughs> that's already going to have other defensive pieces and veteran pieces as well mixed in with some young players like i am actually looking forward to luke Kennard and eric bledsoe playing together yeah you know, we, we might get to a point where it's eric bledsoe and reggie jackson playing together too because keep in mind like you know injuries happen and some things mm-hmm. happen you know COVID's still technically a thing you know things might happen next season where eric bledsoe and reggie jackson and paul george are all on the court at the same time but i personally think he's going to be on the bench what do you think uh yeah i think he he's he uh, comes off the bench or either works his way to the starting position um i'm looking forward to it i know a lot of people were saying that it was a loss uh mainly because he didn't have a great season with the pelicans but Mm -hmm. to be fair the pelicans have like no outside shot whatsoever so you just have zion clogging the paint the whole time and uh, eric bledsoe is like I think what CJ McCollum says, like he's a mini LeBron James, like he's athletic enough. He can get to, he can get to the hole. Um, so you have Zion clogging at the paint. It's going to be a little bit difficult for him, you know, to go in penetrate. So with the Clippers and, you know, how we did last season, well, we were number one in, uh, on our three point percent uh, percentage. So mm-hmm. it's going to space the floor a lot more for him. And I think he's going to do, really well and i'm looking forward to that luke Kennard combo like you just said i didn't think about it until now but 
it's gonna be badass. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because like we're now getting into the point where we're gonna have to play the players that we're paying. And so I think Luke Kennard's like gonna have to play. Oh, definitely. And, and uh the only thing is Eric Bledsoe, I know a lot of people said like, well, you know, Pat Beverly's a better three-point shooter. Uh, and it's true. But Eric Bledsoe's not a, I think like the worst three-point shooter I've ever seen in my life. You know, we're we we went on this podcast last week and talked about three players that were rumored to join the Clippers, and they all had worse three-point percentages than Eric Bledsoe. Mm -hmm. Eric Bledsoe could still technically make an outside shot. It might not be perfect, you know, but I think it's going to be respected to an extent. And even if you give him enough space, he'll be able to penetrate. And so if you're not going to respect it, he'll shoot over you. If you are, if you, and if you do respect it, he could probably get past you. And I think he brings at least the minimum of that. And I feel like just joining the Clippers in general, you're going to raise your three-point percentage by two or three points. So uh, that's why, like, Justice Winslow and Eric Bledsoe, I, I kind of see that they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm and looking I'm not, forward to it. I'm not too concerned, and I trust Ty Lue. And, and, it's, and it's great. You know, he, he was a Clipper before, so it's cool to have him back. Um and hopefully the experiment works. And let me ask you this: If he was not a Clipper before, do you think people would? Because Clipper Nation got really divided over this. Because I think a lot of people think it's a Pat Bev for Eric Bledsoe situation. But like I said, you know the, ro- the it's rose. It's a lot colored, more than that. Yeah, it's the rose colored gl- the rose colored glasses. Is like Eric Bledsoe brings more overall, and he's mm-hmm. still a very good defensive player. It's not like we're going to lose something defensively, and which would be Pat Beverly's best attribute. Like, he can make a corner three, but he it's not like he was shooting at an, an intense volume either. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like we're losing Steph Curry's volume into in terms of three-point shooting. And to be honest with you, you can't have a lot of volume when you're in street clothes. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, Eric Bledsoe plays more. He plays pretty good defensively. He's a little mm-hmm. older now, so we'll see how that looks, but... I, 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 even if Rondo and a tour were not part of this deal, I would probably still think the trade was fine. If I'm being honest with you. Uh, I, I wouldn't I, say that. You want to say that? Okay. No, I, I don't know. I think it, the trade works out because it included Rondo and a, and a, a Turo, but uh, it sounds like I'm about to say Arturo, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, because it included, you know, these players and we get a trade exception and a curated roster space. Yeah. It, was, it, it, was, it works out. It was the best move that they could possibly make with a, where we don't get uh, screwed at the end. Like, we, I felt like we came out as winners in this trade. Uh, although it sucks that Pat Bev literally got traded. Like what a day after? Yeah, a couple of days after to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, after saying like, "Oh, let's get ready for this great and grind," I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Yeah, like, well, I, yeah. I don't even know at this point. I don't even know why Memphis made the trade at this point. Like, that didn't make any sense. I to guess me. it just didn't want Eric Bledsoe anymore. Uh, but yeah. Uh, um. So <clears throat> now that we have talked about the trade and. 
what we gave up for it. It's time for the roster construction. What do you think is going to happen? All right. So I have a hot take because we're not going to get into summer league. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Like our rookies look like ass and good at the same time. All summer league. Uh, Brandon Boston, I think, looked the best overall, and it, but and then Keon and Preston at times kind of showed some other stuff, but it, it is what it is. Um, hot take: a lot of people are saying these rookies are not NBA ready. In my opinion, it doesn't matter if they're NBA ready; they're going to play this season, and they're going to play a lot more than I think people will. Um, we're because. These rookies are going to probably be our 12 through 15 players. And we used all 15 players at some point last season. And that's with Kawhi. Like, Pat Pat started against the Knicks at one point. Like, I'm not saying these guys are going to be everyday players. But they're going to have to contribute in some serious minutes. This, And in my opinion, this year, we'll get into the NBA schedule in a little bit. They... We're every game is going to be a little bit more meaningful this year because my philosophy has always been you're supposed to win the games you're supposed to win. But with this NBA feeling of like that's when you're supposed to sit your stars and kind of hope for the best. I'm not I don't necessarily entirely agree with that. Like I agree with it to an extent, like if you have a back to back against two shit teams, maybe sit one of them. Right. But. So with this roster, these rookies are going to play. Luke Kennard got DMPs last year, and he still had to play. And we're now down three players who were part of last year's squad. We brought in one. So he's now going to be part of the rotation. But if the rotation gets pretty slim, and keep in mind, when I mean by slim, I mean that including a possible third big and a possible – uh, and possibly if Amir Coffee comes back, Amir Coffee would probably be the 11th or 12th guy on the team. Mm-hmm. So these rookies are going to play. Eric Bledsoe is going to be probably with the second unit, but let's look at the first unit. It's going to be Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Terrence Mann, in my opinion. Hopefully it stays that way. Mm-hmm. Morris and Zoo. I saw Zoo at a wedding. Uh, <laughs> one of your I, weddings, yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I, I was his best man at his wedding. Uh, yeah. there's creation flags and all that. And uh, uh, I hope I hope I got his country right. I'd be kind of embarrassed right now, <laughs> uh, but he was dancing at his knee, so I think his knee's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my that's my Fox Sports take. <laughs> he was an electric slide. He's like, oh yeah, dude, this this is a hundred percent for sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 100%. The Clippers are going to be annoyed that he leaked that video out. Uh, <laughs> um, Kawhi was seen with uh, on an ATV. Oh, that dude's 100%. He's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like those Hawaii pictures? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's run it back. All right. And then on our second unit, which obviously I know it doesn't work perfectly, right? You're going to stagger. In my opinion, a real rotation is eight to nine people, but let's well, just for the, for the sake of the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be Eric Bledsoe, probably Luke Kennard, probably Justice Winslow, Nick Batum, and Sergi Baca. That's ten players right there. Mm-hmm. 
And then we lost Rondo. We lost Arturo. So those, so our third string point guard most likely will be Jason Preston, even though I believe if it got to the point where we needed a real true third point guard, Paul George will just pick up the slack in general and mm-hmm. be, I think Luke Kennard's technically, in my opinion, our real true third point guard, uh, even though he's going to probably play off guard more. Um, then it brings in players like Amir Coffey, Keon Johnson, Jason Preston, Brandon Boston. Uh, and then our third center would be the next, the, the, the fifth one. Am I missing a player? Mm. No, I don't think I no. am. No, you're not. I don't think so. So, like, our rookies are going to play. <laughs> like, our rookies <laughs> are going to play at some point. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna see some minutes. Um, and that's when our lead squander, like, squanders down to, like, two. And, then, like, <laughs> Paul George has to come back in. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, I don't want Paul George playing 40 minutes tonight. Like, if yeah. anything, I would like to keep it in the mid to high 30s. And then hopefully everyone else steps up. And I think that's also why we got Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Eric Bledsoe will help relieve that uh, burden when it comes to playmaking. Um, I'm, re- I'm really hoping this season we don't see that uh, that one pass that's always questionable from Paul George. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, uh... that's, yeah. But, but, but I low-key started enjoying them because that's the moment where Paul George kind of goes – all right, I got another minute of playing like ass in me. Then I'm going to step up again in, in the final three minutes. <laughs> like once he gets that pass out of the way, he's like, all right, I'm going to be on for the rest of the game. <laughs> he just so, gets so, out of the system. <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful once it happens in the first or second quarter. And it's usually, and it's funny because it's like, <laughs> I love it because it's always just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so, um, <laughs> i gotta look for that clip and i'll and i'll put it, and i'll put a, a, i'll post it on uh instagram but one of my favorite ones i think it was in the suns and he's just like coming up half court and <laughs> i think he sees like luke Kennard open and he just like chucks it at him <laughs> like luke Kennard's not even looking at all <laughs> and it goes out of bounds and i think he just literally just did a step back three on uh on a uh, chris paul right before um like a play before that was pretty funny so uh, good times yeah I, I really think like we'll figure out who's interchangeable Every, i feel like everybody on the team now is only six five six six outside of a few players so we'll see i i honestly think justice winslow could play some small five uh i, I might be the only person on the planet who thinks that <laughs> uh because i wouldn't be surprised if the clippers run it back with 14 players and then mid-season decide, all right, we'll give a 10-day contract to a couple players or we'll see so, someone on the buyout market, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot more difficult to figure out the buyout market when you have 15 players. You're going to have to get rid of somebody or you're going to have to trade somebody at some point. I So I kind of wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers don't get a third big. I think they should, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Yeah. Uh, depending the health of Serge Ibaka and Zoo. Well, I, Zoo's Zoo's 100%. Same with Kawhi. <laughs> we, we've already addressed this. <laughs> did, did you, um, I, I think, uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was Locked on Clippers. Uh, they pointed out that, uh, Kawhi didn't have a brace and it looks like the surgery was done 
months. So that he may have he may have had it before they announced that it was an ACL tear. So yeah, he they, might be available sooner than than we're thinking. I think Kawhi has every attention to come back. Like obviously we don't know what's going on in that guy's head, but <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like it's easier to find uh, like confidential government papers at the Pentagon than it is to figure out what Kawhi's where Kawhi's at mentally. But uh, that's kind of, that's kind of what makes this team so special. I feel like Kawhi's inner group is uh, the same inner group that MF Doom has, you know? Like, <laughs> like no one no one knew that MF Doom passed away for, like, months. I feel like Kawhi has the same like, type of inner circle. Right. It's just, like, super quiet, keep to themselves, they don't tell anything. I'm, try- I'm trying to implement that into my life, but I'm not very good at it. Uh Oh. so we we went over the reconstruction and i and i think i do agree with you that um i i think the rookies will play i think they're not we're not playing we don't have doc rivers as a coach anymore Ty Lu is open to experimenting and using whatever talent he has at his at his disposal so and that includes the rookies and so oh i'm, I'm forgetting somebody to, uh jay scrub i think he's on a two two-way contract but he technically Ooh. is uh uh will be on the roster i do think he'll play over the rookies most likely at least yeah he uh you said he looked really good during the he looked really good in the first summer. game and then he kind of slowed down a little bit um but i, I i'm excited i think like jay scrub's gonna be a, a quality player yeah, I, I I hope so. I think uh, I hope he's a rotational player. Um, so let's move on to our next thing, uh, our next topic. The season schedule was just released, and it looks like Clippers got screwed over. <laughs> Sorry, I had a pin in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I choked on the fry before the podcast, and I've been like quietly trying to clear my throat off the mic, but it's it's. I, I thought you had a stroke for a second. <laughs> I was, trying, I was trying to say it's bullshit with like an inanimate object in my mouth. About the DM your wife, like, hey, uh, you might want to check on. <laughs> He's like, you should be checking on him. You're, you're podcasting with him. Uh, so yeah, so the schedule just was was just released, and I'm curious as to what are your thoughts on what you've seen so far. Well, what you've seen on the schedule. We have five uh five out of sevens we have 14 back-to-backs uh we don't have a lot of saturday home games too like we have a, quite a few sunday home games which i'm sure 90 percent of them are at fucking noon um yeah i'm looking some of them are at six so i guess uh i guess i'm foolish all right Damn. so i uh, know there are quite a few of these are at fucking noon all right so, okay. <laughs> yeah there's one dallas dallas is noon we got a TBD for uh, OKC in April. That's okay. Just put that shit at noon. It's where it's going to be. I might as well have it in the schedule already. <laughs> we have a Saturday noon game? Who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Are you looking at Orlando? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm looking at Orlando, and I'm looking at uh, Memphis in January. January is going to be the uh, – the most horseshit month, in my opinion, because we have that long road trip at the end where we play against Denver, Philadelphia, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Magic, the Heat, Charlotte, which I think is going to be a playoff team, the Pacers. 
Uh, and uh, we have a couple nooners. We play the Nets. I'm really, I, I'm really fucking pissed off that they put us on a back to back with Golden State and Phoenix. Fucking oh, and they also put us on a back to back with Denver and the Nets right after Christmas. Fucking dicks, dude. <laughs> so I, I really do feel like there's a bias. I'm hoping that moving to the new arena will kind of clear some of this up. I, I'm curious if this is like if if it's behind the scenes that we don't see it, where they're like, "Hey, Steve Ballmer, like, uh, you take it now or take it later." And like, well, Kawhi is not available, so we'll take it in right now, and then maybe next season's schedule will be a lot better. But so, so I, I'm in the college football, and even like just as recently, so I, I'll try not to go too much on tangent here, but like. Uh, what the SCC has been doing for years is protecting the top of their conference that make sure they're, they're undefeated to make sure they go to the playoff. Like that's why Bama will play a cupcake uh, FCS team in fucking November, just so they mm. get like a week break before they hit some of the hard games again. And the PAC 12 recently said that they're going to start implementing that as well a little bit. Not like that putting like an easy game in November necessarily, but trying to make it where, USC and Oregon don't play hard games, you know, like they're if they lose because they lost, that's different, but they're not going to set them up schedule wise where they're playing a tough game when they shouldn't be playing a tough game, if that makes sense. Hmm. So, for example, going to a snowy Pullman, Washington on a Friday night, you know, like we're after playing late Saturday night. Right. Like that's what the Pac-12 was doing. So getting off that point, I really do think based on the fact that like the Clippers and the Nets didn't have as many five and sevens. Like, I mean, the Lakers and the Nets didn't have as many five and sevens. Uh, they had, I think one of them has one, the other one has zero or two or something like that. Well, the Clippers have five. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think it has something to do with the fact that they uh, play at the Staples Center. So they get like third in the scheduling. And, you know, you have to kind of work with the Kings as well, the LA Kings. Yeah. Still think it's bullshit though. Like yeah. so I saw him put on Twitter recently at might have been just right word where it's like just play the Clippers at the forum. Who cares <laughs> if we have less people in the arena is kind of not as good. Like fuck it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool I, with that. I understand that we have a lease with the Staples Center, but we're we're being treated like shit. And like, why can't the Lakers play like noon Sunday games? Like, I'm sure some fans would enjoy that. Like, I understand. Like, us as a team, we don't like him because the Clippers suck at him, but we've seen him for years. But mm-hmm. imagine a Laker noon game. Just that, I'm sure some fans would enjoy that, you know? Like, go to a Laker game in the in the afternoon, and then you have the rest of the day free to do stuff in L.A. Yeah. Uh, us Clipper fans are like, fuck, another noon game? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was even uh... more bullshit when we were playing noon games in the playoffs because we were like, dude, we weren't. The Lakers are eliminated. We <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Oh, like, why the fuck are we playing noon games? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That did not make sense. I didn't connect those two things. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like the, the Kings were out of the playoffs, and um, maybe there was events going on in LA Live or something that we couldn't deal with or whatever. But there was plenty of time for us to sit out a day or two. You know what I mean? But they decided not to and to let us play uh, with one day's rest. And the schedule is going to be hard. We don't have Kawhi. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm my optimism's a little low on. I feel like the Clippers can't afford to have hiccups 
Like we can't mm-hmm. have those questionable games where we're like, huh, why are we down by 30 to a below average team? Okay. Yeah. Clippers like, definitely need to hit the ground running when they start the season. There's like no room for error here. Cause I think I initially thought November was going to be pretty rough. Uh, but I think I agree with you. January is pretty fucking rough. Like, we, all, we have a lot of home games in November. You're right. But then we have like Dallas on the back to back, which is like an automatic fucking Luca at a noon game on Sunday. Whew, that's that's his cup of tea. That's <laughs> if he did that every week. If he play, if Luca played at the Staples Center at noon on a Sunday for the rest of his career, he'd go down as the best NBA player of all time. Jason Kidd might try to fuck that up though. <laughs> <laughs> we play we play uh is he try to spill coffee uh, on that co- coffee on the court? Hey, come on. <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, um so I don't know. We'll see. Like, you know, Paul George is going to sit some games. He'll sit some back-to-backs. Maybe if we get quiet at some point, he could kind of slow the bleeding down a little bit. But some of these games are grouped where we might go, like, two and eight or something like that, you know, just the way some of them are grouped. And the games where they're grouped where we should go eight and two, we need to take advantage of that. Like, we can't be going five and five in some of these some of these ten-game stretches, in my opinion. But – We'll see. We're good enough to beat all these teams. I just don't know if we're going to have the endurance to beat all these teams when we have to yeah. beat them, if that makes sense. My, my concern is that uh, we run PG to the ground and he gets injured. And I'd rather have us miss the playoffs than risk Paul George's health. Does that you make know, any sense? Uh, you know what? That's a very debatable thing. And I think I agree with you, but uh, I'm also at that point where I'm like, it depends on the extent of the injury. <laughs> because <laughs> if Kawhi were to come back and Paul George were to at least be available for the playoffs. Hey, hey Doc, uh, uh, I'm not really feeling really well. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, can, you, can you move your arm? He's like, ah, shoulder soreness. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, soreness. <laughs> I have throat soreness right now. You know, <laughs> we gotta stop disrespecting the fellow Bronco, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, he's so trash at his job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. Like, uh, do you still think? Uh, what do you? Where do you see the Clippers landing in the playoffs? Do you think they're gonna be in the playing tournament, or do you think they'll? You know, be a fourth, fifth. So I've been a Clip- I've been Clippers fan for a long time, mm-hmm. and nothing goes perfectly. So I would say, I think they're a fifth to sixth seed caliber team right now, with the opportunity to beat some teams in the playoffs and continue their playoff run. Uh, because I think we're coached very well and our team's very good. They're very deep. We're a fifth and sixty team, but the fact that I don't think things are going to go perfectly, I do think we'll probably end up in the playing tournament. Hmm. Uh, because if, if Paul George, for whatever reason, has to miss two to three weeks, 
like how good do we think we really will be like if we want him to miss two to three weeks hopefully we're playing like detroit seven times which you know i don't think that's how the schedule works <laughs> um uh, we're good at, we're good enough though like i i trust in like reggie jackson and eric bledsoe and terrence Mann and zoo and all them to compete every night we're going to compete every night but just because you're going to compete every night doesn't mean you're going to get results and uh we'll see how we'll see what happens like i i if i had to put money on it i would say we're going to be in the play-in tournament because once you get to that point anyways you're kind of just competing with the sixth seed to try to get out of the play-in tournament like if we're talking about late in the season Mm-hmm. Or you're accepting that you're in the playing tournament, <laughs> you know, just, and, and you're trying to avoid going to ninth. Yeah, I'm just based on what I'm seeing on like talent wise on rosters. It's it's hard for me to see. So there's the LA Lakers, which I believe they'll be first seed. You have LA Lakers. You have Phoenix. And this aren't going. This isn't going in order. I think Denver. No, I, sorry, I said LA Lakers is the first seed. I think Denver will be first seed. Okay. Um, so you got the, but in general, you have the Lakers, Denver, Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, which, which would probably be the first Utah, yeah, Utah. So that's for Portland's questionable. I don't, I see Grizzlies being in there, but I see them being like in the playing tournament, though. Um, I so, think it's stealable. I think, I think, I think they can get that fifth seed. So what's we? I think we agree that the first four seeds will go to LA, Utah, Denver, Phoenix. Interchangeable, probably based on injuries. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about because there's not a lot of space in between five, six, and seven, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to say that the Clippers will probably be in that five, six, or seven. Hopefully, five or six. Uh. Um. So Golden State. I think we'll be in that five, six, or seven, possibly top four seed if everybody. Oh, I totally forgot about Golden State. <laughs> you know, so like they have an opportunity to be like the first seed. They have the opportunity to be the tenth seed. Like they're <laughs> that's yeah, and I think their fan base uh, understands that as well. I totally forgot about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, man, it's been so long since they've been good. Yeah, no, <laughs> they haven't. They haven't really been extremely uh, what I would like to say relevant. Yeah. Um, but then, um, outside of that, you're you're probably right. The Clippers could get that five or six seed, right? And I think that's why I said I think they're a five or six seed caliber team. But what you say, Paul George has to miss time. Then you start getting teams like Portland, who was in the six seed last year. You start getting teams like the Grizzlies, like you mentioned. Um, I don't know how good San Antonio is going to be this year after missing DeRozan and all that. Yeah. Um, Dallas will probably, uh, man, if we fucking have to play Dallas in a playing tournament, <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, I, I'd cry before this, the game even starts. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a right Adam Silver angry letter. <laughs> Sacra- um, I think Sacramento will be a little better. They might be in the playing tournament. New Orleans is they they have this idea that they're gonna be better, but I think they actually took a year off after I, the moves they made. I gave up on the Sacramento Kings. I always say like, hey man, this year they're gonna be in the play. They're gonna be in the playoffs, and they never do. <laughs> right. So I'll believe it till I see it. 
Um, but, but they, I feel like they keep th- th- having like really good top 10 picks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, you have a team full of the last six years top 10 picks. Like, let's figure it out. Um, yeah, like, you're right. Like, there's no one, I think, keeping the Clippers. Like, OKC's going to suck. Houston's not going to be that good. Sorry if you hear my dog crying. She wants attention right now. Um, San Antonio. <laughs> Give her the damn attention, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. But the thing is, last year the Clippers were the fourth seed. I could see Golden State pushing the Clippers out. Maybe the Grizzlies. Yeah. You're, you know, I'm going to give that to you. I think it, it's actually going to have to be one of these other teams stepping up and a lot for the for the Clippers to be having to play in the playing tournament. But, you know, if Paul George misses like a month, that's a month of the Clippers, hopefully at least 2,500. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So that was our take on the season schedule. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not really. <laughs> uh, if I do, if I think of something, we'll have to bring. Hopefully, I'm not saying hopefully, but most likely next week is going to have no Clipper news, <laughs> unless yeah. we find out that we Zoo... get Pat Bed back. <laughs> <laughs> unless we find out Zoo uh, hurt himself at his wedding. <laughs> He's um... like, dude, <laughs> I just picture him like spinning on the floor. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um... Uh, well, um, congrats uh, to Zoo, though, for sure. Yeah, congrats to Zoo. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Terrence, and Paul George have been working out. It looked mm. like they were at a basketball camp or something, but I don't know. There's like a lot of people there. I don't know what that was. Uh, Brendan Johnson's been playing with uh, Brendan Boston. Uh, Oh, Brandon, Boston, sorry. Brandon Johnson's, Brandon Johnson's uh, just, you just like morphed Keon and Brandon into one basketball player, one complete NBA player. I just used my Yu Gi Oh! Promisation card. <laughs> uh, uh, he was playing with uh, with um, uh, Ben Simmons, and a lot of people are under the same uh, agent free. I mean, I guess agent, uh, which Rich Paul. Uh, okay. So it was him and uh, Ja, Ja Morant. Oh yeah, Which he's the one. Hey, he's the one. He's the one that threw the log. Yeah, why don't you go play with the Clippers, right? Like I don't know what the. F- like I, I get that it's cool that you you threw a lot to Ja Morant, but why don't you throw a lot to Terrence Mann, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's this week on the LA Clips Forum. You can find me at Bear, Brian Bear Andrew on Twitter. Brian Andrew underscore on Instagram. Where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. I just made one. It's uh, Jesse Sandoval. Um, it's Jesse, and then my last name abbreviated S N D V one because someone took it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on, on IG as Darn Mezikin. Three Z's, no X. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum and also on IG LA Clip Forum. My my goal is to keep uh, posting a dancing video with our theme because, in my opinion, the last one was so good. We're all we're all theme and no podcast in my opinion. <laughs> so if we could, if I if I can incorporate the theme more Friday nights to get people ready for the Sunday drops, it's perfect. <laughs> so look out on Instagram on Friday for 
a new dancing video. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're out. Have a good day.